Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home. For the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros, simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, on this cold, dreary, gloomy Monday morning edition of Footnotes. I... um, Always here, and I and I live with one. Michelle, my wife, is originally from Colorado. She loves the cold weather. I hate cold weather. I, you know, I hear all these people all the time. Oh, I like the I don't I like the cold weather. You like cold and dreary. I mean, if it wasn't for Christmas music, this would be the most depressing time of the year because it's so cold and dreary. I don't I don't get why people like cold weather. I hate it. But um it's a other thing that can make it better is if your football team is good. That's not the case right now. So that that makes it even worse. Now, that's the case, not the case for Saints fans. Obviously, um there are other people whose football teams are doing very well, including LSU. Cajuns out, you know, I know it's Thursday, got a got a win, so they still have plenty to play for. Um, and LSU, you know, I got to tell you, it, I, I fell victim to it. I fell for it. LSU, uh, it turned, it did turn into a trap game. They didn't put up a bunch of points against a team that struggled defensively all year long. They could have lost the game. They did have a letdown, somewhat of a letdown, and yet they still somehow won the game. Again, that's nice. If you'd have told me going in, LSU was going to score less than 14 points and they were going to win, I would have said, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's correct. I don't think, they will, I don't think you'll win. But they did. So those of you who feared the, the letdown, were correct, and yet they still won. So it's nice to be able to um, play, you know, mediocre. You you know, it's also why you got to respect your opponents. I, you know, we all fall for it. And I do it too. I, You know, I, well, you know, how a team has played the last couple of weeks is how they're going to play in the next game. But every matchup is different. The circumstances are different. It's hard to get up for a big game and get a big win and then follow up on it. It's just difficult. And it was turned out to be a little more difficult than I thought, and yet they still found a way to win. So, obviously, if you're an LSU fan, you are very excited about that. Um, as for the Saints game yesterday, again, I, I didn't go in – with I, I didn't think they'd win the game. I mean, I just didn't see how they were going to win the game. They didn't have any players. Like, they were playing with half a team. And 
they were coming off a short week with half a team playing against a physical football team who had a week who was coming off a bye and played in two weeks. They were playing a rested physical team. And the Saints were playing with half a football team and and they were coming off a Monday night, a physical Monday night game where they were on the field the whole time. I got to tell you, I, I thought the defense did not play well. I thought they played hard at least. I really can't say that for the offense. I, I just, you know, the offense had, you know, they were playing without three and sometimes four starting offensive linemen. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was awful. I mean, it was, you know, they had a triple A offensive line out there. Um, they have a triple A quarterback. And and you know, me, I, again, I understand that Andy Dalton is a complicated issue. I said from the beginning I didn't want them signing Andy Dalton. He's actually he hasn't played well, but he's actually played better than I thought he would. If you told me at the beginning he was going to get this playing time, and I don't hate him, I just don't think he's any good. Um, he's had some moments this season, but that you know they've they've not none of it ever made any sense. Now, a Mike Triplett since we last spoke article came out, and you hate that it came out because it's like could. I'm sure in a lot of ways split the football team up. But it all essentially Jameis is saying that he was lied to and that that he's not healthy, which makes sense. I mean, again, if he's if he's not ready to play, that makes sense. But the fact that he's ready to play, if he's ready to play, which they told us that he was ready to play, Jameis is saying. He's physically, he's still hurt, injured badly. It was, it was the was the quote I saw. He's still so. Now, coaches' idea of you should be able to play, and players' idea of you should be ready to play, and and uh, doctors, team doctors' idea of you should be ready to play. And independent doctors' idea of you should be ready to play don't all all add up all the time. So I again I don't know what to believe. I don't know you know who's telling the truth there, who's lying. I you know I, we we just all I know is as an organization it makes zero sense for me to be watching Andy Dalton play zero. Now now it it. Maybe three weeks ago, I could kind of, sort of, maybe see it because Jameis hadn't played in forever. Um, and you had no idea if he had any continuity or any relationship or on the same page with any of the of the receivers, any part of the offense. And you were on the verge where still you were kind of in it. And so... You had to try to win, and you probably had the best chance to be efficient and have a functional offense with Andy Dalton because he had been playing and Jameis hadn't. I get that, but now it's like, come on now. Like, they've got to stop playing him. And it's perhaps everything is behind the scenes is so far gone 
with the relationship, Jameis? Because Jameis has been very good to us from a contract standpoint uh, the last couple of years, and it seemed like they've just kind of taken advantage of him, and then they're not even gonna they're gonna pull the rug without him, and he hadn't played a real game yet. Like, at least let the like they need to if he can if he can physically play if he can get cleared then he needs to be on the field. I mean, you know, he just does. I I don't want to see Andy Dalton. I didn't even want to see him to begin with. Never wanted to see Andy Dalton. He doesn't need to be out there. It's just um But again, yesterday uh, you know, how much of it had to do with Andy Dalton, I don't know. I, I just know there's no future there. Uh, the, 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 I have said since y'all first started telling me that Latavius Murray was not a good, was not a, him being a New Orleans Saint running back anymore, not this past March, a year ago, like 18 months ago, y'all started telling me this. I fought it and fought it and fought it. I said, okay, if y'all don't, want him, then who are you going to get? I got to have another running back. 41 is not, he's a running back, but he's not. Look, Z28, let's just say this, and I made several comments last year. In my mind, he doesn't run very hard. Z28 plays seven-on-seven football. That's what he plays. He plays seven-on-seven football. And he is not a dump truck. He doesn't want to be a dump truck. And he's not going to be a dump truck. He's He has zero interest in running hard. Zero. He has made that very evident, especially if the team's not winning. I remember when they played in, uh, in Orneville, was that week two or three, and he had the, the costly fumble. It was almost like he came out of half, and in the second half, he ran hard. That's about the only time I've seen him run hard all season. He's a seven-on-seven football player, which is fine. I'm not saying I don't want him. I'm just saying you have to understand what he is. How can they not see it? The cat has zero interest on running hard. He's not built to run hard. He's not a dump truck. So how can you possibly go into a game on the road against a a team that's been known for being a physical team and a team coming off a bye and you played on Monday night and essentially your only running back is a seven-on-seven football player? How do you possibly think that's going to work? His his pitiful effort. First of all, I still would like someone to explain to me why you get nine yards on first down on a pass play. I still don't totally get that. Like, I understand getting nine yards on a running play. But how in the world are you getting nine yards on a pass play to a veteran receiver? Why can't you get 10 yards on a first down pass play? Why you get nine yards on a first down pass play? I still don't totally understand that. But anyway, if you're going to get nine yards, that when, when they got those nine-yard 
that those nine yards on first down to Jarvis, who alligator, I guess we can call Jarvis alligator arm, who alligator armed an interception. That was a nice play. Um, so you get the the was it the second down or the third down run? Maybe it was the second down run to Fort. He 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 his effort was pitiful because he has zero interest in being a dump truck, especially when the team is losing. I mean, zero interest. He showed that last season, and he showed that this year. They have to know that. Like, I don't understand. You, you, you sign Jordan Howard, and he plays like one play in like the fourth quarter when the game is essentially over. Like, what was the point of that? Why wasn't he getting some of the runs, the dump truck runs early in the game? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Now, again, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I, I'm not been totally critical of the coaching staff through this whole process. It's hard to play in the NFL with half a football team. It's hard to do that, especially on the road, especially when the NFL cheated you in, in schedule. But I have never understood how the running back situation. It makes zero sense. The guy, Z28 has no interest in running hard. He is not interested in playing football. He is a seven-on-seven football player. He's going to play in space. He's going to avoid contact as much as possible. And again, that's fine. But you have to have somebody has to be an NFL running back. An NFL running back means when I get hit behind the line of scrimmage, I can bounce off and still get a first down. That's an NFL running back. I'm not talking about a finesse seven-on-seven football player. They haven't had an NFL running back in 18 months. And theoretically, Superman is a washed-up or close to washed-up NFL running back. But like I said from the beginning, you knew he was going to get hurt. He's always hurt. I, I, I just... A lot of this other stuff is injuries or whatever. I can I don't have to like it, but I can understand. It. I I just do not understand the running back situation. Why a team that has been built on running the football and being physical on the offensive line feels like they can get away with having one seven on seven running back and, and play NFL football, unless you want to just I mean especially since you got a veteran who doesn't stretch the field at quarterback. Like, if you're going to you, – you cannot play football the way the Saints have tried to play the last two games. You can't do that unless you have a quarterback who can throw down the field. Like, you can't live on third and eight and third and ten on every play. It's almost a miracle that they were down 10 at the at the beginning and the end. I mean, just awful. Got beat by Bobby Scott. They got beat by the NFL contributed for sure. The injuries contributed, and Bobby Scott beat you. Unbelievable. Well, it's not unbelievable. It's I mean, again, they, 
it was a scheduled loss yesterday. Nobody's playing. Now, do I think they can win next week? Yeah. I mean, if somebody plays, they can win next week. And I hope they do. Can they beat the cheaters? No. They they just they're not physical enough on the line of scrimmage. They have zero chance of beating the cheaters. Zero. Zero. And I think they play Tampa. I think they can beat Tampa. If they get players, they gotta get play they got if they have half a football team, they're not gonna win. Now, with all of that said, would someone please explain to me how that was passive interference on Paul Sinodibo? You know, officials get smug sometimes. Oh, yeah. Look, if that's pass interference, then we got, we got issues. There's no way that was pass interference. I still would like an official to explain to me what they expect a defender to do when a, when, when a tight end or a wide receiver runs right into you and shoves you. Like, what are they supposed to do? How in the world, when it was, what, 13 to 10 or whatever it was, that they and it's third down, and it should have been kicking a field goal to make it 16 to 10, this no-count official throws a flag. There's no way that was interference. There's no way. There's just no, if that's interference, then what are we doing? Awful. So the NFL cheats you with the scheduling, and then on a on a on a game decision play, they're gonna throw a a cheesy interference call. On a third down, kick a field goal or score a touchdown play. That's terrible. Terrible. But that's the NFL. Bunch of cheaters. All right. We'll take a timeout. Again, it's Monday after a Saints game, so open phone lines. Uh, we ha- and All of that, and we still haven't gotten to what I think the number one problem for the Saints is, and I don't know how they're going to fix it. Hopefully it's fixable by next season. But, I, you know, we'll get to the number one problem. And all those things I mentioned were problems, but what I'm about to is the, the, there's an over, to me, a clear-cut number one issue here. Well, I don't, I don't. I don't know if they can fix it, but hopefully they can. We'll talk about that when we come back on the game hotline. It's 706-0111. Footnotes on the game. We'll be back. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes on this cold and dreary and depressing Monday morning of Footnotes on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. want to remind you, you can listen to all your Christmas favorites or local Cajun Christmas songs on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. Non-stop Christmas music 24-7 on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. You can listen live at lachristmaschannel.com or download the free mobile app on both the Apple and Android devices and listen on your Amazon Alexa. So, listen, a holiday cheer 24-7 with the Louisiana 
Christmas Channel. And again, I, I've heard my first Christmas music over the weekend. I'm ready to go. I need to do more of that and um, get my mind off the Saints and focus on the little drummer boy. I'd be all, I'm, I, that's what I need to do. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. You ever thought about you just a bad football team? Well, I mean, quit blaming, quit blaming the NFL. Oh no, but that no, bad. but that's inexcusable. You, you Those, you, are you, Those are mutually exclusive. Those are mutually exclusive. It is not you, the you NFL's problem. job. It is not the NFL's job to be unfair to a to a handful of teams. Whether those teams are good or bad, that does not matter. What the NFL did is inexcusable. That is inexcusable. You have a bad coach. You have bad players. That has nothing to do with it. That that is not for the NFL. That is not for the NFL to decide. The NFL was supposed to. Nobody knew how good any of these teams were going to be when they made the schedule. That that is completely irrelevant. we, everybody thought the Saints on paper, they had the best team on paper, but they're not performing like the best team on paper. Well, they, I mean, they have you, half a team. You, I mean, yeah, they made one bad call yesterday, the interface, but that didn't decide the football game. Well, I don't think they. I don't think the don't Saints play, had any no, offensive no line. But again, no, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. No. It, it, it's not the. It, I don't. I don't right think now. they would have won. I agree because I don't think they can. They were down to where they couldn't block them. They just couldn't block them. Right. But, right. but, but that's still. The, I mean, how do you make that call? Well, I mean, he made the call. It was awful. Move on to the next play. You make the call. You got to move on to the next play. At the same time, you have a bad football team. Right yeah, but that now. doesn't you know excuse the fact that your head coach, with your leader, again, you ain't got a good leader right two now. Two different issues. Two different issues. We've got to stop excusing the NFL cheating because the team is bad. Those are two separate issues. You got to address both of them. Both need to be addressed. Both need to be addressed. And the fact that the Saints played the Steelers yesterday was inexcusable. We've got to stop excusing that. We'll never address it. It'll never be fair because they don't care and they've got all of y'all buffaloed in believing that it's okay that they did that. Team, you have to play them now or later. No, I mean, no. you lost a two and six team. Exactly. No, but a two and six team that was coming off. You, the, you do know that the Saints are the only team in the NFL that had to come off a of Monday night and play a team coming off a of bye. That should never happen. Never. Well, hey, just y'all, y'all make your schedules like that. Every, no, no, the Saints. No, 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 no. You're not listening. You're not listening. Banks, you're you're not listening. There are 32 teams in the NFL. Only one of the 32 had to in had, got inflicted with that situation. The Saints were the only one. Now, again, that doesn't mean the Saints are a good football team. Doesn't mean they don't have issues. But that's th- those so are. You blaming it on the NFL that y'all played Monday you're, night? You're, you're, you're not listening. Had an open date you're and y'all listening. playing on Sunday. That was the cause of you losing the game. Oh, I think that very likely was that in a. Oh that, God Almighty! What football? So you saying Banks? So you, you, you're not me, getting it. You're not getting it. Man, you, you you just you're just I, not getting it. No, you're not getting it. Well, now well it'll never be fair until we address the NFL, and we're never going to address them because they don't care about being fair, and you don't care about being fair. And when I, I say you, I'm talking about the NFL fans. You have a bad football team. 
football team. But yeah, but again, that's a separate issue. It's separate because, but listen, deal with the problem that you have now and let the other problem work itself no, out. No, 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 no. It's not going to work itself out. It's not going to work itself out. It's not going to work itself out. Five years made, made $63 million. That, That's a problem. There are a lot of problems. But it's you not have a receiver that played five games and getting sixty-three million dollars. That's your main issue right now. You have a quarterback problem. You have an offensive line problem. You need to address totally, these totally, you, to, 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 two to, totally separate issues. The problem oh, is that what you don't get, and what most of the country doesn't get, is that this. I don't know if the Saints are going to work out their problem, but they have a chance to work out their problem. There is no chance for the NFL to work out the problem because you excuse it, the media excuses it, everyone excuses it. They've been cheating for years, well, and well, no one well, wants you know to what? address it. Your front office needs to do something about it. I'm and that, in. and all right, and that could happen. It might happen. Might, might or might not. Thanks for the call. It might or might not. But, it, but until again. Having a good or bad football team has nothing to do with the NFL cheating. It's not the NFL's job to say, well, you're a, ba- you're a poorly coached team, so we're going to cheat you. They didn't even know when they made the schedule the Saints were going to be poorly coached. And that's not even their that's not their job anyway. Their job is to treat teams fairly, but they don't do it because they don't care because all of y'all say, well, that's just an excuse, and you dismiss it. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, why waste time arguing with someone like Banks? This is a man who root for a team that basically got all the calls for the past 20 years. You know, so he, he's not going to understand that. No. Well, that's you know true. what I'm saying? That's true. So that, that, you have to understand who you're talking to when it comes to situations like this. This man's going to turn a blind eye to the truth. You know, when it, <clears throat> excuse me, when it comes to football. Now, I'm like you. He said the Saints are a terrible team. You know, some of that might be true, you know. So if they're so terrible, why the league feel like they have to cheat them? Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, like I said, man. Hey, man, please, man. When he starts talking like this, please hang up on him, man. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Right. Again, separate issues. Uh, look, I'm, 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 I'm very upset about the running back situation. I've been like that for a year and a half. I don't understand it. Doesn't make any sense to me. I, um, I'm so over the top, sick of the injuries. Um, in terms of what they what they need to do moving forward, the number one problem with the Saints football team right now is they don't know how to defend the run anymore. Like, that was a constant, other than playing the Eagles, who they have no chance to beat and because they, they have no idea how to stop them. Um, they used to be able to stop the run. They can't stop the run at all anymore. At all. So that was always the number one thing the Saints had going for them over the last however many years that they've been good since 17. Stopping the run. That is gone. They are terrible at stopping the run now. So that is clear cut. Look, they got they got all a lot of issues, but their number one issue, well, I guess is injuries, but other than injuries, it's from a X's and O standpoint. It's stopping the run. They cannot stop the run. Um, is that fixable? Yeah, theoretically it's fixable, but they they've got to they've got to do something quick. Now, 
being without your best run stopper is a problem, but but they weren't stopping the run even when Werner was there. They're just not they they um you know, Gus has been a major disappointment. Um they've got to stop the run. They've got they've got to get another you know, guy like Malcolm in there that could stop the run. I I don't know. They've got to figure that out. They've got and, – and, you know, they've addressed the defensive line position. Some people think too much. They have got to stop – figure out how to stop the run next year. Now, I think this year is – I mean, I'm sure they're going to stop it here and there this year. But for the most part, I think this year is a lost cause. They have – they that has got to be the, the number one priority in the offseason – Figure out how to get back to stopping the run. Then their number two priority needs to be, let's figure out how to run the ball and get a running back in there that's interested in playing football and not seven on seven. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back. Again, more open phone lines the rest of the uh, today's show. The game hotline 706-0111. We'll be back on the game. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Casper the Quitter. Casper the Quitter. Now, the former New Orleans Saints longtime head coach who quit on the team after a tough season. Also known as Sean Payton. Now back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. Uh, division matchup tonight on Monday Night Football to Washington Commanders and the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. And you can hear it all live here on the game. Pre-game begins at 7 o'clock. Monday Night Football on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Look, going undefeated or going... 10 and 0 or 12 and 0 or 14 and 0 and making a run at it is hard to do because uh you know again this is not college football where you get to schedule you know we- lesser teams or you get to have a week off in before your big games and all that you know you you got to pretty much you know some teams get a little bit of a fe- scheduling advantage over other teams but for the most part you play a losable game just about every week that you play. And so it's tough. And so we'll see what if the Eagles can continue to do. And there's, the critics of the Eagles will tell you that they haven't played anyone yet, which might be true. Um, or, I mean, somewhat true. I mean, there might be something to that. And that they've basically been on a scheduling pleasure cruise so far. Um, we will see how that plays out. But it's still an NFL team that has played a few good games. They certainly have, and it's a division team that knows them well, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out tonight. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. All right. 
try back if you would like to. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. Again, if you disagree with any of the things that have been said, I got no issues with that. None. I mean, that's part of what we do. You, um, we can, we can, we don't have to agree. Um, but you know, well, we can have a discussion. Um, and if you disagree and at the end of the call, you still disagree, that's fine. <laughs> I, you know, I this ain't, uh, you know, well, we all have to agree here. Um, there, there are issues and, you know, I'm never going to, if something is wrong, I'm going to say it and it's wrong and it's not going to be addressed with the NFL because they don't care and they've got the country buffaloed and, and whether I'm doing it here and laugh, screaming, hollering about it in Lafayette, Louisiana for 30 years or 40 years, um, you know, I scream and holler about it when the Saints are good, and I scream and holler about it when the Saints are bad. That's just the—I mean, uh, right is right and fair is fair. And um, I know that it's never going to be fixed because I know the obstacles, but I'm not going to ever stop screaming and hollering about it. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. I'll tell you what's wrong. Okay. Me. Burn that tape from Friday where I said we'd be in first place today. Well, again, that that was a it was a the NFL scheduled a loss. Now, you can maybe overcome it, but not with half a football team. I mean, you can't. That 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 was that was that was not a you know they were they were going in there against a rested team that plays physical football, and the Saints had half a team, and they didn't even have one NFL running back. And, look, I agree with all that, but this was a bad football team we lost to. This was a hope-stealing loss. Yeah, but, again, had they they played Sunday or Monday, I don't know for sure they'd have won, but it would have been a different game. Well, look, I get they were tired and all that. I'm not arguing any of that. They just looked about as inspired as I do on Monday morning. When I got to go out at five and it's twenty six degrees you know, outside, I, I thought the defense played hard until the end. I, I mean, the, the the uninspired people's number forty one. He's uninspired. Okay, well, it, and, uh, yeah, and 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 the, the head and and the play caller. Uh, I didn't. I didn't totally agree with him. Number eighty nine's pretty inspired, and he never gets the football. Well, that was the next point was I kind of lost a lot of faith in Dennis Allen yesterday as well. It's uh, uh, And I, I love him as a defensive coordinator. He just doesn't seem to have the it factor that a head coach needs. And I don't know if it's overwhelming. And it's easy to say that from your lazy boy. He's a great defensive coordinator. But I think our defense is suffering because the attention he's got to pay to the other side of the ball. And... I just uh, answer this. If Casper the Quitter said, I want to go back to the Saints next year, how would you feel? Um, I mean, if he's all in and they're all in, I guess I'd like it, but I, I, I'm, I'll never forgive him for, for you know, what he – I mean, that, I, I that was that. awful. 
I get that, and I'm I'm talking about winning football games. Though I was thinking, how do you fix this problem? And I'm like, well, Sean Payton's out there. Well, and uh, his ego, they ha- his ego would love to come many, back. Many of these issues, win. many of these issues we had last year, and he was there last year too. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, again, I get a lot of it, uh, and I was the guy saying play Andy Dalton five weeks ago, Andy and I think, still think I was right when I said that. But now you're right. It's time to say. Let's see what we got in Winston. We got to do a complete evaluation. And, oh, it was a hope-stealing loss, Kevin. If we can't beat the Steelers, even again with the odds stacked against us, that was a very bad football team we lost to. And they dominated us. They just made us look like we didn't care. And I don't know if we were still tired from Monday. I, I still think but, – but, I mean, name me what defensive player didn't play hard in your mind. Um, we were hitting them hard. We were they it, they just not they they just can't stop the run. I mean, I well, thought the defensive line played hard. I I, I thought uh, twenty seven played hard. I, I thought the I, I I didn't see a bunch of guys loafing out there. I mean, even when the game was over at the end, they were still chasing and tackling people. I didn't see any loafing. I mean, uh, Passignan would make make a, made a couple tackles, and he was he was still excited. I mean, I'm talking about in the fourth quarter when the game was over. I I, I didn't think they loafed. Now I think 41 loafs all the time because he's not an NFL running back. He's, he's a seven on seven football like player. Loafing. Yeah, it's it's that's how we play. That's how he's always played. But then you I mean, got to have an NFL running back. You realize we played an entire game yeah. yesterday without an NFL running back? Look, uh, I mean, this is, you've been preaching this for how long? It, it's We've all said I, it's been baffling the faith they put in Washington. Uh, it, it, it's inexcusable and confusing to me, but uh, you got to just figure they see something we don't. But, man, it's. It's painful, dude. It's I literally I I lost hope for this team this Sunday. I'm like playoffs is that and what's really painful, Kevin, this division was handed on a platter to whoever wants to take it, and we are just simply incapable of taking it. Well, and that's probably again, the worst part. It, We've uh, never had look, an easier if, path. If the Saints the weren't playing year. with half a team, and if they weren't playing with you know behind the eight ball because the NFL cheated them in the schedule, I think they win the game. I mean, they didn't come that far from winning the game yesterday, playing with half a team. And you know, I mean, they, they it wasn't like they they when 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 Gillikin kicks this unbelievable, maybe the best punt in the history of the NFL. <laughs> I mean, they're in great position to win the game, but they got they got half a team. I mean, they. All right. Well, let, let me let me let me get to another one. Heartbroken. Please burn my tape from Friday. Oh, no problem. All right. Later. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. 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 Howdy. Foot. I want to uh, highlight a point that you made. That you 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 made it real quickly, and then you kind of glossed over it. And it's a point you've made before. You said it. You said it before. But I want to highlight it. Andy Dalton is playing better than you thought. Yes. Like, that is a fact. He is playing awful football. And that, what he's doing, is better than you thought. It's better than I thought. He's just bad. Yes, he's like, always they been They are bad. playing a bad football player at the quarterback position. And so, 
all these people that are blaming it on Andy Dalton, it's not on Andy Dalton. That's who he is. And so when you made the decision to go to him, this, what we're getting is Andy Dalton. Like, that's what he did in Chicago and Dallas, and that's what he's doing in New Orleans. He's he's bad, and he's playing better than we thought he would. Yes. It's still bad. Like, if they don't make a change, it's some sort of dysfunction going on there. It, 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 you know, again, I, I don't, I, I can't know. Neither can you. What's going on behind the scenes between Dennis Allen and and Jameis? And obviously, Jameis had three injuries, and he was not. I mean, it was obvious. He looked terrible when he was on the field. He could hardly run. He looked like a, a ninety year old man just trying to walk out there. So we get that he was injured. Now, Dennis Allen says he's not injured. At least he's publicly said the reason why he's not playing is that is his injury issue. Jameis supposedly saying that he's still injured, which at least makes sense. Like, if he's still injured, at least it makes sense. But playing Andy Dalton today, right now, this next coming week makes zero sense. I mean, it's zero. I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing quarterbacks all over the over the NFL. I saw Trace McSorley play for the Cardinals. I'm like, I wish the Saints had Trace McSorley. Like, that's how bad the situation is. And... We'd have been – I wanted to keep uh, – I mean, what's his name that we had as the backup last year? Y'all all hated him. That cat was accurate, I thought. I, I'd rather have him than Andy Dalton. I, I didn't want Andy Dalton to begin with. I wanted a veteran quarterback. And for a couple of weeks, you could see the value of a veteran quarterback. But you can't play that guy extended time. All right. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. But you can't play that guy extended time. So Nick's point is well made. I mean, I just – Enough. Again, I get, I got it for a couple weeks, but they've got to play Jameis unless he's just still physically not ready to play. And if that is the case, then when I mean, you know, there's nothing you can do anyway. Like you, if he's if he's still hurt, then he's never going to be healthy. It's like when is he going to be healthy? But I really, and I don't think I think Andy Dalton's starting next week. That's what I expect. But it doesn't make any sense. If, if Jameis can play next week, he needs to play. You got to play him. For one thing is if you can block, if enough players play. And again, if you play half a football team, you're not going to. It's hard to beat any team, especially on the road with half a football team. But you, you've got some, you got some receivers that maybe can make some plays, but you got to throw it to them. You got to be able to throw it down the field. You can't not run the football and not throw it down the field. You can't do both. That's what they tried to do yesterday. They tried to not have a running game and not throw the ball down the field. Uh, that can't work. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back, finish out the first hour on the game. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Again, uh, we won't have time for phone calls in this segment, but if you would like to get in, discuss the Saints or high school football or LSU's win over Arkansas or, the you know, if did you see any of the Florida State-Syracuse game? Wow. I've uh, been a little worried about that Florida State matchup since I saw him play against LSU. I'm like, this quarterback looks pretty good. These defensive linemen look pretty good. And then I saw a little bit of that Syracuse game, and I'm like, oh, man. What a chore. The The only hope that you feel like about um, the Cajuns competing is the fact that, again, kind of a trap game a little bit. 
Uh, I'm not comparing Florida State's win over Syracuse to LSU beating Alabama, but still, was it probably a big game? Syracuse is having a pretty good season, going on the road, and they crushed them. And then they're looking forward, you know, to the Florida game next week. Um, Big state rivalry. And so they're not exactly focused on the Cajuns. So you hope that you can, you know, get them a little bit of a letdown and, and play well and not turn it over, and we'll see what happens. And, you know, there's a lot of issues with the Cajuns that we can discuss as the week goes on, and we'll be talking to Cody tomorrow about that. But, um, unfortunately, a lot of them we won't know yet. But, again, it's um, – well, you know, we'll talk more about that as the week goes on. But, man, whatever you'd like, you can certainly call about it in the next hour. But I do want to talk – Again, Monday, it is the playoffs. We don't typically talk a lot of high school football during the course of the regular season on Monday, but it is the playoffs, and what a great weekend. What a great Friday night. You know, there was only one game on Thursday in St. Martinville won, and then on Friday night, we've got 21 teams left in the high school football playoffs. 21, that's a pretty good number after the first round has been played. And uh, had some teams go on the road and win. And uh, we'll be talking to some of those coaches as the week goes on. So we'll be talking a little high school football in the uh, the next hour as well. Um, I did see a little bit of the crazy game yesterday in Buffalo. Man, can you imagine if that was like a championship game or a Super Bowl? That was nuts, the, the change of emotions that took place in that game. And I don't know what Josh Allen was doing at the end. That's it for the first hour. Another hour to follow. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foot. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, again, we spent most of the hour like we normally do the day after a Saints game talking about that game. But um, there are certainly other things going on in the world of sports. The UL men's basketball team went on the road this weekend, played a tournament in the Asheville, North Carolina, and won both games, won the tournament title. So, again, off to a good start. Man, Terrence Lewis. I I don't know if you went to the Centenary game, but my biggest takeaway from the Centenary game was Terrence Lewis. And he just, he's not real big. They list him at 6'7". I don't even know if he's 6'7". He's not real bulky. He's, you know, some players just, they just know how to play the game. I, I You can't explain it. They just, he just had, I, I mean, I saw him like three or four trips up the floor, and I'm like, whoa, I think this guy knows what he's doing. I mean, it just looked good. He just had a, the way he rebounds, he just looked right. I mean, I don't, I can't explain it. But uh, he was the MVP at a tournament, and, and, 
you know, he didn't score 40 points or anything, but he had really nice, you know, double-double games. And uh, he was the leading scorer in Friday's win over Harvard. And then that yesterday, the game against Harvard, they kind of had like a, I don't know, seemed like between like a 7 and a 10 or 12-point lead pretty consistently the whole way. Well, in yesterday's game against East Tennessee State, they kind of jumped out. Um, to a big lead and, you know, I wouldn't say held on. I mean, they didn't win by like two points or anything, but they, you know, they won comfortably. And it was, um, again, they didn't play. They're going to play better teams, obviously, down the stretch and in conference play and all that, but just nice wins. Early on, it's the first, I know it wasn't technically a road game, but it was their first games away from home. And so, you know, it was encouraging. So far, everything having to do with the men's basketball team has been encouraging. Now, the women went on the road and lost to number three Texas, but, I mean, everybody expected them to lose that game. And so there was nothing negative about that. You know, we'll, we'll wait and see as the season goes on. But, I, again, I, I think basketball, as expected, there's a, there's a very – a lot of optimism, as there almost always is, going into the spring sports season with baseball and softball. But I think basketball has a chance to be real. Have to you know, both teams have a chance. It would not shock me if both the men and the women finish in the top three in the standings. Put it that way, and, and make a legitimate run at an NCAA bid. We'll see. Again, injuries, the ball bouncing. You. There's all kind of things. Um, that can mess with a with a team, obviously, but g- encouraging start. So nice if you want to talk about the Cajun men's basketball team. Certainly, we could do that as well. LSU, uh, we did mention a little bit in the first hour. Obviously, they had a nice win. It wasn't a great performance. Did they have a letdown? Yeah, but they won, um, and they got some help. TCU keeps winning. TCU keeps winning now. Can they can they, they beat Texas? Can they go and beat Baylor? We'll see. But, um, I mean, obviously we talked about it with Cokie last week on Wednesday. The chances of anybody beating Georgia are probably not real good. I mean, I don't, I don't know if any of us think Georgia's going to lose. But all you can do is play it out. We've all seen big upsets before, especially in the championship game. Championship games can are kind of its own different animal. So we'll you know just wait and see, just play it out. A uh, and M, man, just just a disaster show. A and M seems like a total disaster show. They just do. I mean, they're they're overrated just about every year. Like it just, just hard for me to buy a And M, and I still don't understand how a And M can never seem to have a really good quarterback, other than that punk Johnny Menzel, who had his not his moments. Obviously, um, they just they don't ever seem to have an elite quarterback. They got all this money and all that. I mean, I just I just don't get that. But anyway, it is what it is. So if you want to talk about the national championship picture and how LSU fits into it or their, you know, 
Arkansas was at home. They had a little momentum at the end, and the defense made a great play, and LSU was in, you know, right, look staring at a potential loss there. And the defense made a play, and, and they were able to preserve the win. So uh, you got, you know, got to get credit for that. No question. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. Said we talk high school football. Uh, the playoffs. Bro Bridge went on the road as a 28 seed. Knocked off number five, Carroll. North Vermilion went on the road as a 23 seed and got a win. And... Real, you know, Abbeville winning. Now, this wasn't as much of an upset. It was a 17-16 game. But the way the current bracket works, 17 seats kind of get the shaft because if you get a bye, then you automatically host. So if you're a 17, it's not just the 17 seats, but since we're talking about Abbeville here, Abbeville went to Bruley. They were the 17th seed. Bruley was the 16th seed. And because even though they won as a road team, their next opponent is a team with a bye. So that team automatically gets the host. Well, if you're 28, like Brobridge, and you go get a win, then you get to host the next week. So we have Iota is at Brobridge Friday night. And North Vermilion, who won as a 23 seed, gets to host Church Point, uh, who won as a seven seed. And that was a wild game. They won, what was it, uh, 62 to 43. And um, they were fortunate to hold reign to 43. That was a wild game. It was a little unsettling Friday night because there was some bad weather. And you saw some lightning, and you're like, oh, no, please say we're not going to be here till like midnight because there was a game earlier this year where, uh, Church Point. I don't think they they went to they played Eunice and it was I it was seemed like it was like eleven thirty or something like that when the game ended. Like it was really late because I remember texting. I don't know after eleven eleven thirty something like that. It was late texting Coach Arsenault. If you get a box, Coach, please send it to us. And he's like, the game just finished. I'm like, the game just finished. Uh, so it was a little scary, but it ended, you know, after 10, but it wasn't like 1130 or anything and a real high scoring game and church point one. So they will go to North Vermillion. And so the plan is that we're going to interview North Vermillion coach Brett Blakey tomorrow about 935. And then on Wednesday, we're going to talk to Brobridge coach, Jack Lockhart. Uh, great job. I mean, by both teams getting wins. And so, you know, had some road teams won. Now, you know, there were a lot of teams that were on buys that didn't play this past weekend. So not all 21 teams won. A lot of these teams had buys, like for me and Catholic and Turlings and uh, Lafayette Christian and St. Thomas More uh, and Southside. They all had buys this past week to advance to the second round, but more than likely they would have won anyway. So just to kind of get you interested, again, we've got, 10 home games Friday night. I have not been told that any of these are seen that any of these games are playing Thursday. As far as I know, all these games are Friday night. But um, we've got, 
lots of home games. So if you're a high school football fan, man, you got a lot to choose to. Home games in our just in the parish. Southside's at home. St. Thomas More's at home. Lafayette Christian's at home. Turlings is at home. Uh, so And Karen Crow, and arguably the game of the week in our area, uh, Acadiana at Karen Crow. Remember, they played, what was that, three weeks ago now? In week nine? Two weeks ago. In week nine, uh, Acadiana had lost two in a row. Karen Crow um, had been winning, but given up a lot of points. Well, in the first half, nobody could stop each other. And then in the second half, both defenses completely dominated. And Karen Crow decided to go for two and missed it, and Acadiana won 21-20. to So two weeks later, same two teams play in the second round of the playoffs. As um, one is an eight seed and one is a nine. Um, is that the way it works? Yeah, eight and a nine seed. Yeah. So, very interesting matchup. And again, you can hear the Acadiana side of that game Friday night right here on Me TV FM ninety seven seven FM and uh, thirteen thirty AM, or on your free mobile app. Or you can hear the Karen Crow side of that highly anticipated matchup on Z one zero five nine on uh, either one of our family of stations uh, here at Delta Media. So, um, again, lots of exciting high school football matchups. It is – it's kind of like I was discussing with Banks earlier. They're separate issues. Like, I heard Coach Antoine's interview this morning, and I I get his frustration. There are a lot of coaches and principals who are not happy – with the way or the mean, not, not, I don't know that that many of them are that happy with, with what the brackets look like. They're just not real happy with how we got to that and the fact that it wasn't established before the season started. In other words, you want to know, you really want to know even when you schedule what the rules of the game are, and you certainly want to know before you start the season. So I think a lot of them just don't like the process, didn't like the process behind it. So, but again, you can you can analyze games in this playoff format that's a bit controversial and still have the the discussion on the side whether it should be this way or or whether it was done incorrectly or whether it's it's it, the end result maybe a lot of people's opinion might be the the result is not that bad but how you got there I have a serious problem with which is essentially what uh coach Antoine was saying uh the Westgate coach so again se- could be separate issues does it mean that you can't analyze the game, and it doesn't mean that the individual games can't be great. It's like the issue that I've had with college football. I think the the structure of college football has been a joke to me for decades. But that doesn't mean an individual game in college football can't be the best game you ever saw. Can't be totally exciting. I mean, uh, it's two separate issues. The NFL cheats, in my opinion. They don't. They don't. Uh, they got no problem with being unfair, in my opinion. 
But that, but that's separate then. And that doesn't mean a game can't be great. That doesn't mean a team can't be good or bad. Those are separate issues. And uh, I think you can address. I think they both can be correct. I mean, you can bash the NFL for uh, being unfair in scheduling and either praise or get all over a team, uh, jump all over a team for being really good or really bad. I mean, a game can be unfair and you can still win. I mean, you know, the, you get plus four in turnovers and you win and say, well, it didn't matter that the game well, – yeah, it does matter. It does matter because it's not the NFL's job to be unfair. And so just like you could – Westgate could win the state championship and he could still be upset with the process because the process, in his opinion, wasn't done properly. doesn't matter whether you win or lose. That doesn't eliminate the other issue. Mutually exclusive. That's the point. Um, but again, lot, high school football, we'll be talking more as the week goes on. Very, very interesting and a, a great job by a lot of our Acadiana teams. You know, a, uh, a team, a game that's going to be that one of the games that I'm the most interested to see what's going to happen in the game is Opelousas Catholic at Central Catholic. And I say that because OC has struggled to, to win a lot of playoff. It's been a, they, very few times have they won more than one playoff game in the last 10 to 15 years since they won the state championship. Oh, since they made the state championship game in 2005, which is getting to be a long time ago. And and yet they seem to be on a roll, and history says they're going to lose this game. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if they can go to Central Catholic and win in Morgan City. That's why they play the game. We'll take a timeout. Come back more with you on this cold and dreary and depressing Monday morning of footnotes. We'll be back on the game. Which NFL MVP annoys Kevin Foote the most? Who is Aaron Rodgers? He's the most arrogant athlete I've ever seen. I think he's really, to his core, that arrogant. He really believes, why in the world are you even speaking to me? You are a lower form of human being. That kind of arrogance is what I'm talking about, and I think that's who Aaron Rodgers is. That is correct. Now, back to more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Southwest Louisiana's Louisiana's Sports Station. Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Like always, want to remind you to join the game clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Today, as a member, you could win all kind of great prizes. Every We have seasonal prizes here or there. Or the mainstays, like $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse, $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen, or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. I can't win because I'm an employee here, but a sure wish that I could because I would, you know, when you're having the kind of season the Saints are having or just even if the Saints were doing well, the end of a football season, my mind, you know, becomes like scrambled eggs towards the end of it. It's just you need a little bit of a break and before you can kind of start attacking basketball. Um it is um, 
So you need it. So you can't win any of these prizes unless you sign up. So go to the 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. All right, again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. I, uh, I mentioned a little bit of that Bills-Viking game. And when the Saints game was over, I was just, you know, I wasn't really able to move. And so when they lose or whatever, I, I can't, I don't function real well. So I said, well, I don't really want to move or do anything just yet. So let me just flip it over and see what the, because you're watching the scores at the bottom and just see how that game ended. And it wasn't making a lot of sense because I saw on the bottom of the screen that the Vikings had like first and goal. And then all of a sudden the Bills had the ball. I said, I guess they went for it and didn't make it. And then all of a sudden the Vikings score. Like, what is going on here? So I said, well, when the Saints game was over, I said, let me go see if that game is still on. So I flipped it to it and saw it. It was, it was crazy. I mean, the problem with – and look, there is no problem. Man, like we say, how much fun would it be right now to, to, um, to be a Bills fan and have that Moose as your quarterback? On the flip side of that, it's kind of hard when a guy plays as hard as Josh Allen does to um to to like really get mad at him, but he's made a lot of bad passes recent the last few weeks. I think they said he's thrown four interceptions in the red zone in the last two games. And yet, you know, he does so much other stuff that it's hard to really get down. I mean, he's just he just tries to run. he's like a linebacker out there. It's amazing what he does. And uh from a physical standpoint, and yet he just you know, he's got to stop. I mean, the pass he threw at the end was terrible. So, I don't know. I don't I don't know what he's seeing. Uh, maybe when you when you think you're Superman, you can do anything. But I mean, you still got to be smart. But man, it's it's only I guess it's it's got to be difficult for Bills fans to be that mad at him because he does so much and he plays so hard. That doesn't mean you do smart stuff all the time. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing this morning? Oh, you know. Yeah, I know. Kevin, talking about Josh Allen. You know what this problem? He's a hardhead. He just gets too emotional in the moment, and he doesn't know how to control his emotions on the field. Because most of the time, he, he gets very, he gets very hot-headed or just takes bad decisions. He does not want to uh, settle for a field goal or start to take a punt. He does. It's an emotion that that falls bring him down. And if he doesn't figure out a way to do some of that, it, he's probably not going to fulfill his full potential. And the, or the team won't. I mean, he's you know he look you know, he's he. You know, can you imagine if that guy was your quarterback? You would love him because he plays so hard, and he you kind of you you kind of want. I think most fans like emotional players because when they're happy, they want him to look happy. When they're sad, they want him to look sad. He does all that, but you all as a quarterback, you have to have a calmness sometimes that he didn't always have. So that's your point. No. 
Hey, Kevin, now you, you know, you're, you're not a part of OC, but I know you remember him back in the TV. You remember seeing Lawrence Taylor play? Uh, when he would play, he would just, he would, he would take over games because he was in for full time. You remember that? Right? Yes. Yes, sir. I think our purpose for LSU is the closest thing I've seen to Lawrence Taylor so far. And this kid's only going to get there. Isn't what he's doing just part of this world? Well, he's obviously, yeah, a special talent. No question. No question. Yes. Uh, when this kid's going to learn how to play football, because they tell me, you know, he's still learning the game, you know, all the, the things about this cat's going to be unbelievable. I, I just, you know, LSU don't win that game if he, 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 don't, he don't play that game this Saturday. I'm pretty sure of that. Well, pretty good chance, Lou. I mean, you never know if they'd have had to settle for a field goal or scored a touchdown if the guy would have made the field goal, all that stuff. But, yeah, he, he eliminated all that by just making an incredible play, yes. Yeah. All right, Kevin, you have a good day, buddy. All right, take care. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy, I'm, sir. I'm your one-on-win guy, and we hadn't been doing it, but that's okay. Um, to illustrate your point, Yesterday, I believe it was Chris Collinsworth in a very similar situation in the end zone. The receiver pushes off, and the call goes against, you know, the defender. Okay. And he says the following. Well, you know how this works, right? The NFL just likes to – they're for the people that score. They like a lot of scoring. So that illustrates your point right there. Did, did you see that? Yeah, and you know what? The NFL, Mark Schlereth, who a lot of people don't like, I know that, he said essentially the same thing. Again, that doesn't make it a good call. I mean. No, oh, no, I agree with you. No, 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 no. I agree with just, you. It's just, it's awful. I totally agree with you. They I mean, how do you decide games like that? Again, it's not the NFL. I mean, that NFL official is not sitting there ball. You know, the Saints are a bad team, and so I don't want – who cares if I make a good call or not? They're a bad no, team. No, no, that no. has nothing to no, do no, no. with it. No, they need to fix. There's a lot they need to fix. But, that, you know, that, that kind of stuff can, can lead to losing a Super Bowl. Yes. Or a team not even making it there. It, yes. It, it, They've got – it's horrendous. awful. It, it's, it's awful. Horrendous. It's Yes. It wrenches my gut. Okay, I won't. I won't stay on it, but I just had to illustrate that point. All right, love you, Kevin. Thank you. I appreciate the call, sir. No, it's just awful. Like, just get it right. Like, the, there's no way that's a flag. You just. It's it. But again, they don't care because the the message nationally is exactly what Banks said, and the the national media message is exactly the same. Well, officials don't decide games. We all know that. Well, no, that's a lie. Stop believing that. Of course they decide games. They're the ultimate authority. And so it'll never change. It's never going to get better because we, again, I know I've said this over and over and over again. It just keeps coming up. The the NFL, it's like, it's like the example we use. If you're an alcoholic, if you never admit that you have a problem, how in the world are you possibly going to fix it? And we don't admit that as a as a sports society because the most of the American sports public has been duped by this lie that officials don't determine games. Well, of course they determine the outcome of games. They're the, they're, they're, they play just as big a role as the coaches and the players. Everybody has a role. They're all part of the game. Now, the thing that I was most about, upset about wasn't even – 
the, that official's call that Mark was referring to in the end zone, which I think was a terrible call. But it was the fact that the Saints were playing the Steelers to begin with coming off a bye, coming off a Monday night game, which hadn't happened. That's easily fixable. You had the whole offseason to fix this. Fix it. Like, why be unfair when you don't have to be unfair? And the answer is they don't care about being fair. And I keep saying that over and over and over again. They don't care if they're unfair because they can get away with it because everyone's just going to make excuses for them. And if we ever get to the point where we say, let's, I mean, there's no downside to being fair, so let's just be fair. Like, what's the doubt? Who's going to complain if they had fixed that? The example with the yucks that I gave, um, what was that, three or four years ago now, they had an incredibly unfair schedule. And Bruce Arians pitched a fit about it, and no one listened to him. It was completely unfair. But what's the point of being of, of giving one team or two teams or three teams this huge disadvantage in something that it's not a spur-of-the-moment decision? You cheated these teams, and you had months to fix it, and you just didn't do it because you don't care. I, 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 what, what, it, no one's going to complain if you do it right, so why not just be fair? I, I just, I, it's just because they don't care. They just don't care about being fair. They never have and they never will because most of you are going to give them a pass. All right. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Are you fluent in footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the footlish dictionary. Benedict Arnold's. Benedict Arnold's. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created, also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. The game hotline again, 706-0111, 706-0111. You know, it kind of struck me during the break. The Cajuns won their last game on Thursday, so Cajun fans are fairly happy. LSU fans are ecstatic. They're playing. You want to talk about playing with house money. I mean, they're having a, a fabulous season especially considering the, the preseason expectations are most. McNeese won again. They're on a two-game winning streak. So the McNeese, our friends from Calcasieu Parish, who who listen, uh, 1041, La, 1041 Lake Charles, they're happy. Really, it's only the Saints fans that are unhappy. So I guess, you know, there are, other, there are fans of a bunch of teams that are listening. I'm sure there's some Cowboy fans who aren't real happy today. You know, there were some people – during the week, analysts that said, beware of that game. We love to pile on certain players and teams, and and the Packers are easy to pile on this year. For one, I mean, it's easy to pile on Aaron Rodgers because he's the most arrogant athlete ever, and when he's struggling, it becomes really easy to pile on. But, um, you know, so I'm sure there's some other fans out there, but the teams that we follow the most, that we – perceive anyway have the most fans everybody basically won except for the saints and they're playing with half a team and 
Hopefully they can beat the Rams. I think I saw that the Rams' best player got hurt. Cooper Cup. I don't know if he's going to be available or not. <clears throat> but um, I guess, I mean, theoretically, that gives the Saints a fighting chance, especially if they get any players back. Of course, do do they ever get players back, really? I mean, <laughs> that didn't seem to ever really happen. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. They say going to be above 500, man, like I told you in the beginning of the year. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it, it'd be it'd be nice for once for the, you know, it's been a long time since they've had a reasonably healthy season. We'll never know if they've been reasonably healthy, would they be. But, uh, but yeah, they, they're doing a lot of things wrong, and one of them is they don't have an NFL running back. I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL if you don't have an NFL running back. I was uh I'm just poking a little fun at you, Kev. Um I was calling about the Buffalo game too. About the catch with forty four seconds left. The dude didn't He didn't catch the, the ball. Catch the ball yeah, on the I, saw the... I don't know if you've seen that in or if uh, I am tuning in late. I did I did I I saw the very end of the game. I saw the replay of that 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 he did not really catch the ball. Yeah, I saw that. That was that was Yeah. Uh, you know, again, why they can't get that right, I don't know. Well, that's why I'm calling because, you know, people need to listen to you. A lot of people, you know, they, they disagree with you. But uh, I thought I, – I immediately thought about you. I see. Like that, I see, like Kevin said, man, um, you know, they, they, they need to fix this stuff because it's, it's just not fair. You know, uh, it aligns with you saying, like, it's, it's okay with them, you know, cheating, you know. And, again, that's they, – they, they didn't go into the game and say, well, we're going to cheat the Bills. But the problem is it's neglect and that you've got to have a way of fixing things. This is not, like they say, rocket science. I mean – and, look, that's more of a bang-bang call. I, you know, some of these other calls are just obvious. And that one was pretty obvious on the replay. Uh, you so, know. therefore, that's what I'm saying. So, therefore, that game don't even go into overtime. Right. Had that call been corrected. Correct. Okay. Have a good one, Kev. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, again, the Vikings didn't quit, and they won the game. That's to their credit. But, um, man, how good is Justin Jefferson? Man, how can he be that good? It's unbelievable. Now, Kirk Cousins is a guy that a lot of people love to bash on. And at times, he's given them a lot of fodder. I mean, he's given them a lot of reasons to bash on him. I, I don't think he's a quote-unquote great quarterback, but I think he's a more capable quarterback than, than, the, than his big critics, critics have given him credit for. There was a we talked about this in the preseason. There was a, a line of thinking out there that Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins did not like each other and did not get along. And that once Mike Zimmer exited the picture, that Cuz Kirk Cousins would play better. 
Well, that theory is kind of playing out before our eyes. I mean, it's kind of um, it's kind of hard to argue with that right now. Now, I still don't think they're a you know this unbeatable team or anything. I mean, the Saints got cheated in that game. They actually outplayed the Vikings. But again, that's just one game. Overall, they've done a good job of winning. And the Saints couldn't stop Jefferson. And that's day one play. I think that that was actually the game I think he got hurt in, if I remember correctly. By the way, is he ever going to play again, Lattimore? Is he ever going to play again? Another one of those injuries that were supposedly a one- or two-week thing. And what has he been out? Five weeks, six weeks now? And no sign of him ever playing again? Ridiculous. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. Who you was fussing with this morning? Oh, you talking about Banks? Oh, you fussing with Banks again? Oh, you know, Banks Banks likes to give me a hard time, but that's okay. It's all part of it. You mean give you a hard time about what the, about the Saints and how we're doing right now? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I was la- joking and laughing about it and stuff, saying to myself, I, I kind of miss what was going on, but somebody has kind of filled me in. And I'm like, Kevin does let that stuff ball. him. Don't let that ball. You know who, who his team is, huh? Huh, Kevin? What's that? Who's that? You know who's Banks' team, right? Well, yeah, he's a, he's a, well, I mean, he's a Kevin Falk fan. I, I don't oh, think he rooted for the. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Oh, okay. I, I mean, okay. obviously, I mean, him and Kevin have been tight for for decades, so I get it. I mean, he, he gets it legitimately, but you know, he's a Patriot fan. But I mean, you know, I don't. I I, I don't know how many Patriot fans there were when, you know, in the yeah. in the eighties and nineties. But he became a Patriot <laughs> fan because of Kevin, and, and 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 he's a he's a Patriot fan right now. And that's fine. I mean, it's a free country. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The eighties and nineties. So you're saying it was really no Patriots fans like they were the last twenty years? Well, I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of people like that. I, I mean, with you too. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. he ought to be ashamed of himself picking on people about their team. And the NFL been cheating for his team for the last twenty plus. Come on now, come on. You just stop all that stuff, y'all. How, how y'all got into that commotion this morning anyway, Kevin? You know, no, I'm don't do it. no. Look, I, 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 I was complaining about last week. It's unfair. This the game should not have been played. The Saints should not have had to play the Steelers this week. Could they have still lost? Maybe so. But but why not just be fair for the sake of being fair? It was an yeah. unfairly scheduled game. It should not have been playing them. And um, you know, just what it, it is, what it is. Uh, I, I heard you talking about Kirk Cousins, man. And you know, I've been liking Kirk Cousins for a while. It's the same thing like with Stafford and stuff. And I told him, I said, "Yeah, start listening to what people say. All this media-driven stuff about you can't win this and you can't do this and you won't be able to do this." I'm like, that, "That's that's a total dumb thing." And I like when you talk about the team game, that's the ultimate thing. That's absolutely correct. It's a team game. They're always looking at the quarterback like he does everything, and everything is on his shoulders and everything. And I'm like, you look at Kirk Cousins' body and work. Kirk Cousins has been a good quarterback. He's been a good – ask Washington right now. They're not sorry they gave him up and everything. 
thinking of what they had before or thinking they had this and that with RG3. Ask them if they really regret that right now. Going, you know, like right now with the team they have now, with the quarterback situation, what they're going through with Heineken and all this other stuff, all the wishy-washy things they've been going through. Ask them if they wish they still had Kirk Cousins right now. And I'm like, people just don't understand what a good quarterback is. And everybody thinks you have to be number one number two or number three, and you know, if you're not one of those, you can't win a championship. That's not how it's going. I always think about you when I hear that. It's a team game. Yes, sir. The ultimate team game. The team is together. You're good enough to win. I think all, like I said this morning, Joe Flacco won a championship, okay? Brad Johnson won a championship, okay? Trent Dilfer won a championship. Now, you can't sit up there and tell uh, Nick, me Nick Foles. as a man. Nick Foles yeah, won a Super Bowl. You. you can't sit up there and tell me that Kirk Cousins is not better than all them clowns. You know? So how is he not good enough to win one? It's the team. If yes. the team is good enough, he is good enough to be one. And like I said, they have a good team right now. The thing that might derail them might be the defense, maybe. But their team is good enough to win. And like I mentioned, he might be. This year's Stafford from last year. He might be. I'm not saying he's going to win it. They're going to win it or whatever. I ain't pulling from Minnesota to win it. But he can very well be this year's quarterback, Kevin. For real. You know, so people got to pump their brakes to all these thinking just because you're, you're not a top two or three quarterback, you ain't going to win. But if that's the case, only three guys are going to win all the time. It's going to be the same three all the time. You know? But Ultimate that doesn't team happen. game, Kevin. The foot yeah. now, I totally agree yes. with you. Ultimate team game. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. It's uh, no, they're doing good. I, I don't, you know, I don't know how they would match up. You know, the cheaters were my preseason pick. I still kind of think they're gonna do it, uh, we'll, but again, we'll we'll see how injuries go, and you know, there's a lot of football left to be played. A lot of things could still happen, but um, they just and look, Miami's doing similar kind of stuff. I mean, you know, that was their their little coach who don't look like a coach um, came from Cheaterville, and they and he brought how to run the football, and they get Jeff Wilson over there, and all of a sudden Jeff Wilson's what does he run for the hundred yards two games in a row because they know how to run the football, they know how to run the football. And they, they do in Chinoville, and they do in Miami now. Now, what makes it even better in Miami is that he's got two of the fastest receivers, if not the two fastest receivers in the whole league on his team. So that helps as well. But it all goes back to they know how to run the football. And um, it's crazy. I mean, that, that team has gone from a a good defense that, you know, struggles on offense to this track meet offense. And and some of that goes hand-to-hand. If you have a track meet offense, it's harder to play good defense. It just is. It's always been that way. It's not impossible, but it's a lot more difficult. And so, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But it's – um, but no, of course it's a team game. But don't tell the media that. Just don't – because they won't believe you. Don't tell the majority of Americans that because they're not going to believe you. And, um, you know, they don't – They most of them believe that officials don't decide games. They just don't get it. It's a team game, and officials decide just about every game. It's just the way it is. All right. We'll uh, take a timeout, come back, finish out today's show on this gloomy, depressing 
dreary Monday edition of Footnotes for Saints fans. For everyone else, it's actually pretty good. I'm starting to figure that out. We'll be back on the game. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you, your Alexa or Google Home speaker helps you out around the house. It allows you to control your lights and thermostats and all kind of things like that. It can also help you with your radio listening. Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to play the game, Southwest Louisiana. It's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles with you everywhere you go, home, office, and anywhere else you might be by using uh, your Alexa or Google Home to get the game. All right, that's it. We're at the end of another Monday where, you know, at the point if there was any Saints fans who still held out a little hope, uh, to Joey's point from earlier, uh, pretty much that's gone. Now, it just changes. For fans like me, it 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 it, it just changes. The um that uh I call it the fight is not really there. The interest doesn't change in my mind. Um I don't jump ship like a lot of fans or you know, is it why are you still watching that? Because I'm a fan. I mean, it's just like Someone doesn't stop becoming your mother or your son or, or, you know, because they, you know, they're in a slump or they're doing something bad. Uh, Why are you still watching? Uh, Because I'm a fan and I've been doing this since I was like five years old. Now, again, uh, I I do a little less pacing when you're not, you know, doing well and, and you've you know they haven't been mathematically eliminated, but essentially they're they're pretty close. Um, they uh, you know so it's it's a little different. Like you know when the when your team is really really bad and playing poorly. At least for me, I still follow them. I still want them to win. I still get mad at the officials when they make bad calls. I get mad at the coaches when they make bad calls and. And players, when they don't seem to be playing hard, you get disappointed in. And yet, you just, you, you it's just not quite as much screaming and yelling. <laughs> so, it's probably better for the family members when your team is just out of it. But, no, I mean, I, and I still want to beat the Rams. I still want to beat them. It, you know, I... I've lost a lot of games to the Rams. The underdog tends to do really well in that series. So I want to win. No question. I'm going to stop watching. I'm not even, I mean, I wouldn't even think about it. That's not even a thought. All right. Y'all try to have a nice day.